Welcome to The Sale Ring, a podcast dedicated to real estate brokers, agents, and America's top auctioneers that keep the markets moving. Join your hosts, Sean and Trina, as they talk with most successful realtors, marketing and technology experts, investors, and influencers. This show is devoted to all industry professionals looking to up their game and stay up to date. Welcome to The Sale Ring. Welcome to the Sill Ring podcast show. We, um, I say we, I, and my guest are, are pleased to have you in the studio. Uh, Trina is um, just finishing up vacation. She's been out for a little while, and uh, she'll get back in here, I believe, tomorrow. But um, we decided to slip into the studio. I've got a good friend in town, a guy that I work with, a guy that I've known for a long time, Mr. Jimmy Dean Coffee. Sean, it's uh, disappointing because I thought that I'd be seeing Trina. You, I'll get a picture of her. We'll okay. put a picture All up right. here. Well, we'll maybe I can talk to her this week sometime. We've got some cool topics, man. We do have. We're gonna we're gonna kind of dissect what um, we're, we're a couple of auctioneers that have microphones in front of us, so we're in our comfort zone. We're going to talk about real estate, working with realtors, programs that are advantageous for sellers, and uh, we've got uh, we've got a great show. Before we get started, let's do a little kind of informal introduction here, Mr. Jimmy Dean Coffee. Jimmy Dean and I have been friends for many years. Uh, he is a longtime auctioneer. Bloomington, Indiana is what he calls home, right there around the vicinity of Bloomington, Indiana. Home of the Hurry and Hoosiers. The Hoosiers. Hoosier State. He is, um, you're a state bid calling champion in Indiana. And did you get inducted? That's right. Into the Auctioneers Hall of Fame out there. I think I was inducted into the Hall of Fame, I, th- I want to say 2008. That long ago. That long ago. Any regrets that they may have from that? I thought I was going a different direction with that question. I haven't asked them that. Maybe I should sometime. <laughs> there probably are some that have regrets. Once you that. get the plaque, you just don't give it back. I'm not giving it back. It's got yeah. my name etched on it. Exactly. Exactly. You know, uh, we're both real estate auctioneers, and the show is centered around somewhat the real estate, the auction industries, um, and then parallel industries, title. Um, legal work, insurance, you know, things that just kind of correlate with real estate, land ownership, home ownership. Uh, that seems to uh, that seems to be our um, our sweet spot on the show. And Jimmy and I were driving. We just came back from the National Auctioneers Association's convention up in uh, glorious Minneapolis, St. Paul. It was a great it was a great convention up there. Um, Unfortunately, this year on the cusps or on the edge of the COVID 2020, I, th- I think it was a turnout was a little lower, but it was quality. It was a good convention. It was quality. It was great training. Great to see the people that uh, went to the convention this year to catch up with them again. And I agree with you. It looked like the numbers may have been a little bit shallow. Um, I'll, I'll tell you, I, first, I want to commend Minneapolis St. Paul. Um, you know they they've had their hands full up there, uh, just trying to um, trying to get uh, the city um, to uh, operate on a, a kind of a more consistent and non uh, non aggressive level, and and I think they did a fine job. We were right downtown, and and I was glad to say that we didn't see any of that. We didn't see any problem. Didn't see any of that. Yeah, we were right downtown and uh, around the Hyatt, uh, so the convention center, the ball stadiums, and you know, some areas that uh, had made national headlines, and it uh, it was a good trip. So we thank them for that. But that's a six-hour drive, and on the way back, we got to visiting about a couple of programs that Jimmy has implemented. Um, there are things that maybe have been present in the auction industry, but formalizing these into programs and setting up kind of a regimented plan of attack, protocols of... When you talk to somebody, here's the offering, or if this happens, here's the um, here's a response, or here's something that tactically that you can do to address it. And Jimmy's formalized these. He's he's got a couple of programs. We're going to try to get into both of them on the show, um, and we'll talk a little bit 
primarily about realtors working with auctioneers. That's going to be uh, an important one, and that is the Auction Advantage Program. That's right, the and Auction Advantage Program. He's done a good job of rolling that out. And then there's another one that's advantageous for sellers also because of the um, the robust markets that we're seeing across the country, the Jumpstart Program. And the Jumpstart Program, Sean, is, as I almost said this, I th- we, we talked about the numbers possibly being down a little bit in, uh, in Minneapolis, but w- was that due to 2020 COVID or, or was it due to the marketplace right now? Holy cow. I mean, we're in a marketplace that we've never possibly never been before with, uh, with the real estate market as strong as it is across the nation. So everybody you talked to out there was just crazy busy. They're crazy busy, and when the marketplace takes off like that, the best thing, the most advantageous thing you can do is set up a well-oiled, regimented program. And that's exactly what my good friend's done here. So uh, what what do you want to start with? You know, I'll tell you what I'd like to start with, and then you tell me if this, is, uh, if this feels right. There's been some complexity in realtors understanding the auction method of marketing, working with realtors. And that is not tethered to Indianapolis or to Kansas City. This is in major urban markets across the United States. There there seems to be almost, I don't want to say resistance, but almost from a competitive nature, is I don't want to explore auction services because I don't want to end up losing um, market share. I don't, I, I don't want to maybe conform. But then you see companies like United Country Real Estate that has mastered that domain and said, oh, by the way, when a client walks in your office, they may be strategically, they may need uh, strategic consulting. They may need traditional real estate sales. That's what it kind of qualifies for. They may need auction services or a variety of other services. And they have tactically went out and positioned their offices to serve all of those needs, which is all encompassing. So, and, and so many times, Sean, as you know, uh, you and I have had this conversation many, many times. Different sellers have different needs. And I think it's very important that, that real, whether you're a realtor, whether you're an auctioneer, real estate auctioneer, whatever, I think it's very, very uh, important to realize the good Lord gave you two ears and one mouth and, and that you can just kind of do the math. Sometimes we really need to listen to the needs of our sellers before we know what direction that we can take toward marketing their 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 property or their item. Well said. And offering a wider uh, variety of services, a larger basket of services, when you can meet that call and then identify, like you said, really listen to what the needs are. And instead of trying to force them in one direction or the other, actually become a better service provider. That company is going to win in the end. Those companies will will master that domain in the end because that is who people are going to want to continue to do reoccurring business with. Right. And and let me go on. You know, we was talking about uh, you were leading into the maybe, I, I don't know, is it misconceptions of uh, realtors and, and the auction way and the auction means of marketing. Um I, I don't think it's just realtors. I think a lot of sellers of real estate don't uh, don't understand what we in the auction industry do. They don't understand how an auction works. Um, I've got I've got several myths that are well known and, and myths to the auction industry, such as you know. Properties that go to auction are distressed or foreclosed properties. How many times do we hear that? It's the number one question. So you're, you're selling property at auction, and unless you're working in an area that has been conditioned and understands the auction method of marketing, the very first question out of their mouth is, what's wrong with it? What's wrong with it? Why, why are they selling this at auction? What's, what's wrong with it? Well, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just uh, it's, it's a hard-to-value property. They've had six of their neighbors that have been calling trying to buy this, and they're not sure what price tag to put on it. What better opportunity than to set this up for a well-oiled program like an 
online auction or a live auction event and uh, let the bidding kind of let the chips fall where they made. And and the other thing, another question that always comes up is, uh, well, well, don't properties go to the auction sell for less than market value? How many times have we heard that? I hear it all the time. In fact, no, not necessarily. We've we've got all kinds of case studies that show that we have topped the market, exceeded appraisal numbers, exceeded uh, sellers' expectations, and and that 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 can go on and on and on. Those those comments and those those case studies, those stories. They can absolutely outproduce what the preconceived or pre-expectations are ahead of the auction. Pre-auction expectation is 200000 and it brings 230000 at the auction. Why did it do that? It's that competitive nature that's inherent in human beings that uh, they, they it, now it becomes less about the value of the property and more about not losing this bidding war that they're in right now with the people that, uh, that they're bidding against, and they have the capital to pay for it. That. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a slippery it's slope there. if you don't have the money. Now that that's where it can be a little bit consequential. And let's talk about that for a minute. Okay. How do you set a program up that says, well, if you don't have cash, you can't participate? Well, what we've done with the jump with the okay, I said it. The jump start. It's a jump start program. Is what we're calling it. Um, we, we we look at the myths, and then we also talk about the facts of the auctions. You know that. You know, 90, 95% of our auction properties have no financial distress, and uh, the market values exceeded. We've talked about that. But the Jumpstart program, while it still has a, a, a marketing or a financing contingency, no, none, it, it does lack, not have lack of contingency, lack of contingency. But we've exceed, we, we, we've extended the time period for closing. So traditionally in the auction, or I don't want to say traditionally, but for a long, long time in the auction industry, we as real estate auctioneers, we've kind of we've kind of painted ourselves in a corner, and we've always done what we've always done, and we say, okay, closing's going to be in fifteen to thirty days. Well, as any of us know now in the real estate world. To get a closing done in in fifteen or thirty days is hard to do on a cash transaction, let alone if they have to go move money around or or get financing for heaven's sakes. That's right. But we've extended the the closing dates now on our jumpstart program, and I'll go back and explain the jumpstart program here in a minute. But to answer your question, we've extended that closing time on out to maybe 45 or even 60 days, depending on the complexity of the property. If we see it's a real complex property, okay, we'll we'll extend it out 60 days. We're not finding that the people have the problem getting financing. It's a problem to get the timing to get the financing. And we have reduced their their buy-in on the front end to to a smaller number. Um, when you say the buy-in on the front end, you're, you're talking about the amount of cash they would need to put down that's right. in that sale if they're the winning bidder. That's right. They're down payment. Which is traditionally what? In the auction business. Hey, we've, we've used 10% for a long, long time, or a 10%... Ten percent of an accept uh, of an expected value. So, if if I've got a five hundred thousand dollar property for many many years, we've been saying, okay, the down payment's fifty thousand dollars. And the purpose of that stringent down payment of fifty thousand dollars is to hold that buyer's feet to the fire. Who's going to walk away from fifty thousand? That's exactly right. They're so you're you're to. mitigating risk against default about uh, against somebody that decides to uh, whether it's it's buyer's remorse or they start wavering in that contract. It's like oh you know I, I I'm kind of changing my mind, but I'm not going to walk away from my fifty thousand dollar down payment. And I've seen that happen. I've got a case study at hand right now. A guy was uh, bought a, a commercial property off of us several years ago. We didn't sell it. As a rented commercial property, it at the time had a restaurant, operating restaurant in it, and we had it advertised. It was a month-to-month 
we had no leases. It was a, an estate that had all kinds of warts and hair on it. And uh, the guy bought it at auction, put his down payment at the time was near 10,000 or 10%. And uh, <laughs> the restaurant went out of business between the auction and closing. And the guy said, well, I'm not closing on it. That tenant left. Well, that was not part of the deal. And he said, well, I'm just not going to close. And we said, well, I'm, you're going to forfeit your down payment. He said, we'll see about that. I'm going to call my attorney. Two days later, he called and said, we'll see you at closing. I'm guessing his attorney read the real estate contract. So he wasn't going to lose that down payment. It is substantial. There yeah. is a safety net with that. But again, we're in different times. We are in different times. And we're dealing with different properties. We're definitely dealing with um, much more demanding, uh, stronger, more aggressive buyer pools than we're, we're used to dealing with. And here's where I see the biggest advantage of the program can come from is somebody that's getting financing, they've pre-qualified, uh, they're not too worried about the appraisal. They said, we have some cash and reserves. You know, if the appraisal's a little short, we'll make up the difference. Those people want to participate in the property, but they may not have $50,000 to put down right at the minute. They, they may have $5,000 or 10000 So setting some lower hurdles like that in a highly competitive market where, you know, there's there's homes here in Kansas City that are selling not in days, but in a matter of hours, they're putting them under contract. So this is, like you said, this is a very unique time that we're living in right now. And and that's what the jumpstart is, is all about. You know, the call it what you want, but the, the process that a lot of realtors are doing today and real estate agents, I should say, is is nothing different than a than a sealed bid auction. They are uh, they're they're placing bids, and they're calling they're putting a call out for highest and best, and then uh, and 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 but there's no transparency. Each of those offers has its own set of contingencies. With the JumpStart program, we are uh, and 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 I don't want to Sean. I don't want to take uh, all kinds of credit for this JumpStart program because I want to tell you a good friend of mine. Uh, a real estate auctioneer and a real estate broker and an affiliate uh, owner that owns two or three offices in Virginia, Matt Gallimore. Matt and I have worked for probably three or four years uh, talking about every two or three weeks, and we're trying to figure out how can we get the residential or your normal property owner how, how can we get them to buy and or sell using a bidding format? Well, we feel like because of the myths that everybody has in their mind that, that we talked about earlier, we feel like that, that they can't get around the word auction. So we've used, we've, Matt came up with the word jumpstart, the, the words jumpstart to our program, and it's working very well. So let's talk about that for a minute. Yeah. The word auction, the connotation in the word auction is that it is a distressed property. Uh, there's something wrong with the property, either financially, mechanically, um, with the title work on it. You know, you're, you're not going to get clear ownership. There's something has gone awry. And there's, and, and I, I, you know, I hate statistics because I said, well, who quoted that? I, I don't know. We've been saying the same statistic for 20 years. So Abraham Lincoln quoted, I, I don't know who's statistic, but there was at one time a belief that 95 plus percent of the real estate is listed and sold traditionally. We're working on in the auction business, about a 5% uh, share of the market, the total market. That's not farms out in, in, you know, in uh, the middle of, of Missouri or out in, in Illinois, or that's uh, and that's not just condos downtown in San Diego or waterfront property in the Carolinas. This is all real estate that's sold. Let's say ninety five percent traditional, five percent at auction. With that being the case, that that connotation in that word auction. Um, you know, more often than not, when people get ready to sell property, they call a realtor. They call a real estate professional. They put a for sale sign on it. And they list it on the website. They put it in the MLS. They maybe do a little brochure marketing or some mailings, but 
that property is on the market, what we call traditionally. Mm-hmm. So then why sell it at auction? And it has been in certain parts of America. Well, we've tried to sell it traditionally, and there is an issue. There's a foundation issue. Uh, the bank's getting ready to foreclose, and I'm behind six months on payments. I have to sell this right now. Uh, there is, um, it's in an estate and the kids aren't getting along. So there's a variety or a basket of reasons. It's got plumbing problems. It's got electric problems. But it might not. That has stigmatized the auction industry to the point in urban America. But here's what I'd argue is when you go into a lot of parts in non-urban America in this country, uh, it's a different climate and it's a different, those people have been conditioned that buying something at auction is, um, is not that extraordinary. It's, it's just run-of-the-mill business. Why are they selling this at auction? Uh, because um, they need to move, they need a quick resolve right now, and they're just trying to get as many eyeballs on it as they can. And they know that they have a lot of demand for it. They weren't sure where to price it. They don't want to leave any money on the table, so let's let them duke it out. Let's let them bid against each other. Those, those scenarios replicate themselves every day in this country, in rural America. In urban America, I think you struggle a little bit more with that. I agree, and, and even into suburban America, the smaller towns. I think that's where that mindset lies, more so than, and, than rural America. And, and as, as real estate auctioneers, that's, that's a big, big challenge that we are trying to overcome. And uh, let's face it, I've been in this doing this 38 years, and we've been trying to overcome that same challenge for the 38 years that I know of. But let's let's look across the water. Let's look over into Australia. This is just a, exactly the opposite. You get over into Australia and and probably 90% of the properties are sold using an auctioneer. I don't remember that exact statistic again those statistics are bounced around pretty pretty regular but um they use a lot of auction method of marketing to sell homes land everything uh real estate in in australia so why can't we get that changed for america i think the national auctioneers association companies large companies like united country real estate and that auction services division that's the only real estate franchise model, to my knowledge, that has successfully embedded, integrated, there's the word, integrated. integrated auction services in with a traditional real estate franchise brokerage. They've done it with success for 15 years. And today, you know, the statistic is, I believe, in their top 10 offices nationwide, 50% of those offices are either auctioneers or offer auction services. So, mm-hmm. We need more of that. There are large franchise models out there that it's probably going to be very disruptive to their system for them to uh, to try to integrate that. It'll be a little painful, but I believe that that's, um, I, I think that's the future. People are becoming more and more impatient when they want to buy oh. something. I, I Listen, where's my bid card? I'm ready to buy it. Let's put this deal to bed, and if I don't get it bought, I'll go look for something else. That kind of a mindset can be met with the accelerated marketing programs found in auction marketing. And, and our jumpstart program is finding that. Uh, we just sold a property last week that is a residential property. Um, we had two or three investors uh, type buyers, but at the end of the day, it was a, it was a homeowner. It was a person bought it that's going to use it as a home had two or three of those homeowners bidding on the property um, using this same jumpstart program that I'm talking about. We, we used an accelerated marketing program. That's what jumpstart is. It's an accelerated marketing program where we're, uh, we're blasting the property. We're blasting the market and, and driving them to a time defined event. And that's, that's where I argue that the uh, the traditional real estate folks are missing the boat is they're doing these uh, quote unquote um, sealed bid auctions, mm-hmm. if you will, but they're not doing any marketing toward that. They're just sticking it out on MLS and they're they're at, they're waiting on their bids to happen. The jumpstart program we're 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 stepping out in front of that. We're actually doing a an accelerated marketing program. Now, we're Sean, 
we're doing them different than Sean Terrell and Jimmy Dean and every other real estate auctioneer in America has always done because back for years and years, we have sold properties with using a 30 to 45 day window of marketing and bidding today with the residential world. We've got to offer that that bidding window is 10 days or less because it's got to happen right now. But we're still using that uh, that marketing campaign. We're blowing it out there, uh, all kinds of websites doing that. And then we're having the, uh, the offering process is transparent, just like our bidding process. It's using our, our bidding portal to where mom-and-pop homeowner can see right on there. They can see what the bid was in front of them, place their bid, and keep competing, if you will, or patting one another on the back as they reassure everyone that the property is worth the next bid. That's how I call it. So if sellers, and when we meet with sellers and explain the auction method of marketing, let's say they qualify, we can sell them on that process, but we're getting a glimpse at about 5% of the market. 95% of that market's picking the phone up. They're calling traditional real, uh, realtors or real estate professionals. What do you think the number one objection of bringing in an auction company or working with an auction company, at least in their mindset, what they envision is going to happen? What's the objection with most realtors? They're going to lose their money. They're not going to get a commission out of it. So we're going to slip away. We're going to hear from our sponsors. We'll be back. We're going to talk to Jimmy Dean a little bit more uh, about the Auction Advantage Program because that is auctioneers working with realtors. If they're going to get 95% of those calls, then I'd like to visit with them. I'd like to, to talk to them a little bit more about what we do. We'll come back in just a few minutes. Ever dream of owning a country estate, historic home, or lakefront property? Log on to unitedcountry.com. Would you like to retire to a home built on breathtaking acreage in the mountains? Unitedcountry.com. Ever dream of your own private hunting preserve? unitedcountry.com. Over 30,000 farm, recreational, and lifestyle properties are just a click away, helping people find their American dream for over 90 years. We will help you find yours. Log on now to unitedcountry.com and find your freedom. Thinking about selling a real estate investment, but worried about the taxes you'll have to pay? Property owners just like you have solved their tax issue with a Starker Services 1031 exchange. One call could save you a fortune in taxes. Call Starker Services today at 800-332-1031 or visit online at www.starker.com and keep the tax dollars working for you. Are you looking for heavy equipment but unsure where to start? Then you need to check out AuctionTime.com. Find great equipment has never been easier than bidding online at AuctionTime.com. What are you waiting for? Online auctions are closing every Wednesday. So register and start bidding today. AuctionTime.com, the way to buy heavy equipment. Crude oil, natural gas, coal. Buying and selling minerals is a breeze when you have the right energy professionals on your team. Mineralmarketing.com is a leading resource for America's mineral owners. Whether you're wanting to lease or sell your mineral rights, Mineral Marketing has you covered. Mineralmarketing.com, the oil and gas marketplace. And we're back in the studio with Jimmy Dean Coffee. We're talking about working with realtors. Realtors are getting, I, I believe, if you're in traditional real estate, the lion's share of not just the listings, but a lot of times that's where the phone calls initiate. I want to sell my property. I'm going to call a realtor. Why didn't you call an auction company? Let's talk a little bit about how we can start maybe getting realtors to think more about auction services and how people are incentivized. I will tell you right out of the gate, it's by money. You know, they're, they're, this is their livelihood. This is their business. And there's, a, I believe, a misconception that they're going to give up their commission. If I turn this over to the auction company, then I'm just out. You and I know clearly that's not the case, but how do we get that message out to realtors? Well, it's a struggle. It's, it's a big struggle because they think we're the, the, the big ogre or the big demon or the, 
competitor that they can't compete with. And um, we've put together a program. And I, I, again, like earlier, I, I, I didn't want to accept all the uh, responsibility for that jumpstart program. And I don't want to accept the responsibility for the auction, uh, the, 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 the auction advantage program. I, I want, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll be willing to work with you. I want all of the praise, yeah, but not, I don't want any of the responsibility. Yeah, you're not going to get it because it's going out to my son and my daughter. They come up with this during CAI, which is a certified auctioneer institute that you're well aware of that we've both been through and teach at. But uh, through their through their CAI program, they came home and said, Dad, we need to put something together. And they come up with this, and it's it's called we've we've dubbed it in in our company called the Auction Advantage Program, and it is a program for us to go out and offer our services as a tool for the traditional real estate agent or the traditional real estate broker, because I want to be a tool in their tool belt, not a competitor in their competition field. So we've put a program together called the Auction Advantage Program, and we are showing them, I'm educating them, educating them on, like we talked earlier, about the myths and, and the, real, the realisms with real estate auctions and the fact that we get uh, plus, market, or plus market value. Um, the other thing I'm showing them is they're going to get a payday. And the 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 uh, the program that we've put in place, they're going to get their payday probably bigger because of the way the commission split works. Probably bigger than if they were getting just one side of the sale, either the listing or the and and a big educational process for them is the fact that we in my company now there's a lot of. A lot of conversation about this, but we use a buyer's premium or a buyer's fee. Um, How dare you? I know. I do. And If you use that, I'll never come back to another one of your sales. Okay. Is that how many? Did you ever I, hear that? I, I told a story just the other day. We sold, we sold a property for, for some family that, uh, that's moving out of Bloomington, Indiana. We did a sale for them probably 25 or 30. 25 plus years ago because they were going into the mission field. We, that was the very first auction we used a buyer's fee. And I, I had this little old guy. He's uh, he, he probably wears a 24 belt, little skinny guy, elder gentleman, always carried a dog in his right, in his arm. And he was at every one of our auctions. Like a Rottweiler? No, like a little shit zoo. Okay. Or smaller. All right. Just a little dog. Carried it all the time. And this is kind of a funny story, but it, it's it's real. And it's I never saw him bid over two dollars on anything. He was the guy that would bid on a box lot, maybe would buy one or two box lots at at the end of the sale, but never spent probably six dollars at all of our auctions combined. And uh we we did a buyer's premium because I we donated our services to this family but we charged a buyer's fee and the buyer's fee was used to pay my staff's time. And we gave them the rest of the buyer's fee to go toward their, their mission trip. Okay. This guy, this little fella got up in my face and said, I'll never be to another one of your auctions. Guess what? He hasn't seriously. I haven't seen him since, but I lost a $1 bidder. Yeah. That usually didn't buy, so well. If you had, if you had twenty lots, though, I mean that's a twenty dollar bidder. That's a dollar oh, per lot. So I need to go back and rethink the way do I was the, calculating. Do the math that loss. It. I had the I had the opposite happen. I had a guy say, "I we will we will never come back to your auctions as long as I live." And uh, there, I, the very next auction we had, there he was there on the front was. row, yeah. red faced. He was still upset, but he was back. Well, what we've learned in the what we've learned is. Uh, and, and I had to explain this to a seller just yesterday on the phone on a big farm we're selling. I, someone may grumble about it, but what I've learned, if they want that farm, if they want that property, if they want that tractor, 
they're going to bid on it. They're you not, bet. whether they tell you they're not going to be there, they'll be there. So anyway, that we use that as an opportunity to, to educate the, the, the real estate agents and the real estate brokers on, on how a buyer's fee works. And, so, uh, so let's recap it real quick. Mm-hmm. Realtor calls you. And they have a listing. I've got a client, you know, and, um, you know, the property's clean. There's nothing wrong with it. Or it has some issues. We've been trying to sell it, and we're we're struggling right now because we don't know exactly where to price it in its current condition. So it's one, one of those two, right? Something wrong with it? Nothing wrong with it. But they call you, say, Jimmy, how do I get paid out of that? One scenario that you could paint them is keep your commission structure. And, and in some cases, more than you are actually going to make, we will work off the buyer's premium. The auction company would work off the buyer's fee. Yeah. So they're actually in a better position financially, you know, and contractually now that they've gotten into a situation where they're, they're having a hard time doing price discovery. They've gotten into a better, or they've gotten into a, a scenario where the auction method of marketing can not only help the client out, that's the best result for the client, but it can put more money in the agent's pocket. Absolutely. That needs to resonate with the listeners because that is the message. It's not getting out. When you can put more money in the agent's pocket or the broker's pocket, it's a win-win. And you can put closure to a deal that they wasn't able to close on. Yes, sir. We we had a... I, I did this auction advantage program with... Uh, we did a... Uh, uh, a little broker or agent educational day. Uh, we gave a 30 minute uh, presentation and a, an agent, a broker came up to me afterwards. He had a folder in his hand. He said, Jimmy Dean, he said, I like what you're showing me. He said, I've got a, I've got a seller that needs to sell their property and I can't get it sold. Well, the big reason he couldn't get it sold is no one knew how to price that property. So they started at the moon, had had it on the market forever. And uh, I looked at it and listened to him. And I said, you know, first of all, what's the reason? And uh, to be honest with you, he didn't know the real reason. I said, let's meet with your sellers. Met with their sellers, brother and sister. I found the reason. It was three siblings that wanted out of a sibling uh, real estate ownership arrangement that was a you know one one of the siblings needed the money out of it one didn't and uh we was able to put closure to that so i heard through talking to them their need found their need used the auction method of marketing got the property sold went to closing and that uh, and that agent got paid and I'll, I'll argue he got paid a bigger paycheck at the end than he would have had he had done a traditional one-sided deal on it Everybody happy. Everybody's smiling and everybody's tickled to death. Well, to that, I say. Nothing like a good applause on a happy note. You know, in all sincerity, though, it's um, that is how do we get that messaging out? How do we how do we let people know that um, there's there are resolves out here that does not cut them out of the equation? If they're a licensed realtor, it uh, strengthens their position, strengthens their seller's opportunity, and it alleviates a problem. It's not, <clears throat> it's not uncommon in this kind of a market. If they've got a good sellable property, chances are they're going to sell it on their own. The, the market's just really, really fat right now. It's real good. It's where they have instances like, um, and one of them that's fairly prevalent I've noticed here in this market is busted foundations. Trying to calculate the damage on foundations. Mm -hmm. You have a $200,000 home and the foundation's busted under it. And they have some estimates, but now they're saying, "Eh, you know, is it... Uh, 190, 180, they're, they're trying to figure out, and people start getting a little bit gun shy of it. You can turn that into an event mm-hmm. and work the opposite direction. You know, it starts at 100000 $150,000, and all of a sudden the needle starts to move back up in that competitive nature and say, oh, by the way, here's three estimates from three, you know, well-known companies that uh, it's, it's going to cost $7,000 to fix the foundation or $8,000. And maybe their seller 
doesn't have the money to do that repair. They're having trouble in the contract negotiating it. So I'm not going back to the starting line saying that all properties that are sold at auction uh, are distressed or have something wrong with them. What I'm saying is, is in those instances where that is the case, discovery and getting the highest price possible out of that property can be very difficult when you're getting chiseled down in negotiations and a purchase contract versus versus putting them in a situation where they're competing against each other, pushing the price back up. I always like negotiating from the bottom going toward the top better than down. Yes, sir. And, and what, what you've said there about a, a property that is in some sort of disrepair, whether that's foundation, roof, whatever, I have learned over the years doing this, every person has a different opinion to the cure or the cost to cure. It's pretty easy to... Uh, to look at a property and, and run the comparables and, and do your do your analysis and figure out and know what that property is worth in its best close. But what's it take to get it to its best close? That's a different number to you. That's a different number to me. That's a different number to every person standing there. And that causes a different bidding price. It absolutely does. And then when you've arrived at that price and you've been outbid and think, "Eh, you know, the numbers are close. I'll go one more time. I'll go again and stuff. Pretty soon, you've increased that $10,000 or $20,000 in bids that you weren't going to go five minutes ago. So there is, again, I said it earlier in the show, there's an inherent nature in human beings that makes us competitive, makes us not want to lose. If we have the cash, if we have the capital, and and we're, we're just, we're, we're focused and, and we're primed right now to buy that property. There's a threshold where we will bow out, but generally it's well above what our initial threshold was going into that competition. Well, Sean, you bring up a good point. And, and uh, again, I use, the, I use the word competition a lot, but i tell you what else I think that is, is sometimes it's not only the competitive, oh, I don't want to lose, but it's the reassurance one bidder is giving an assurance to another bidder that it is worth that. It's worth one one uh, bidding increment from where I'm going to be. That's exactly right. Because I've right. got someone else ready to cash in at that same price. Where if I don't have that other bid, it's up to my mind and my own mathematical data search to to assure me that I'm not giving too much. But if I've got somebody across the room or somebody across the internet who just bid $1,000 cheaper, guess what? Now it's worth it. You know that you're in range. They're they're basically they're validating. You know, that is fair market value this morning on that property is they're validating your decision to purchase at that price or $100 or $1,000 above that price because you have one or two other people that are sitting there trying to buy it in the same range. And let's face it, what is real estate really worth? Whatever Whatever somebody's willing to pay for it. Whatever somebody's willing to pay for it. Appraisals a lot of times are, are a best guess in society of what property is worth. But uh, why does property, one property bring $150,000 and right across the road, this similar property brings $200,000 because that's what somebody was willing to pay for it. That's right. That's right. Jimmy's great information. I'll I'll tell you what, let's hear from the sponsors one more time. We'll We'll catch one more commercial break on our way out here. We'll be right back. Ever dream of owning a country estate, historic home, or lakefront property? Log on to unitedcountry.com. Would you like to retire to a home built on breathtaking acreage in the mountains? Unitedcountry.com. Ever dream of your own private hunting preserve? unitedcountry.com over 30,000 farm recreational and lifestyle properties are just a click away helping people find their american dream for over 90 years we will help you find yours log on now to unitedcountry.com and find your freedom 
Thinking about selling a real estate investment, but worried about the taxes you'll have to pay? Property owners just like you have solved their tax issue with a Starker Services 1031 exchange. One call could save you a fortune in taxes. Call Starker Services today at 800-332-1031 or visit online at www.starker.com and keep the tax dollars working for you. Are you looking for heavy equipment but unsure where to start? Then you need to check out AuctionTime.com. Find great equipment has never been easier than bidding online at AuctionTime.com. What are you waiting for? Online auctions are closing every Wednesday. So register and start bidding today. AuctionTime.com, the way to buy heavy equipment. Crude oil, natural gas, coal. Buying and selling minerals is a breeze when you have the right energy professionals on your team. Mineralmarketing.com is a leading resource for America's mineral owners. Whether you're wanting to lease or sell your mineral rights, Mineral Marketing has you covered. Mineralmarketing.com, the oil and gas marketplace. So, Jimmy, let's recap real quick. You know, we um, this has been great. This is highly educational. If you're a real estate professional, if you're a seller or a buyer of real estate, or if you're an auctioneer, this is at the root of some of the core problems that you face um, in the auction and real estate industry. Uh, resistance, a lot of times, to work with auction companies for fear of, I'm not going to get a commission, my, my seller's property is not going to bring anything, but... Uh, I think we've covered that um, very well. And last thoughts about that, working with realtors. Well, I just, I, I hope the realtors listening to us out there, uh, Sean, maybe that they've had an opportunity to get their, their eyes open to understanding that uh, we as, as real estate auctioneers anyway, we want to we wanna work with them. We value their knowledge. We value their uh, their, their, their properties. And we want to be a service to them. We realize that we're not going to be a service to them for each and every one of their properties, but, uh, in, in those properties that they see an opportunity that we might be able to help, we want to work with them and we want to give them their due, their, their due payment. We, we don't want to be a, a competitor to take money out of their pocket. Second key takeaway, and what I picked up on is um, out of this, and it's a reoccurring problem. If you sell property at auction, uh, the number one question that we get asked, what's wrong with it? Why, why, why are you selling this property at auction? I don't understand. You know, what's, uh, has it got termites? I mean, is it, you know, do they not own it? What's wrong with it? It may, in fact, just be the inverse of that. It might be everything's right with it. It might be the perfect corner. It might be the perfect lot. It might be the property that hasn't been available for 60 years. You know, the, a couple of years ago, we, we sold 25% of downtown Nashville, and we had hundreds of people in the room. Why? Because there had not been the opportunity to buy any commercial property in Nashville, Indiana. Uh, oh, I thought you were talking about Music City. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. Quite the contrary. Nashville, Indiana. <laughs> Quite the contrary. <laughs> so well, it, it's it's a very real issue. And the way that I've described it, you've described it, I've heard professional auctioneers describe it. Let me paint you a picture. You own a $200,000 house that mom lived in, and she's went to the nursing home and right, immediately passed away, and it's in great condition. The house just became yours in the estate and you've already had five calls from people from neighbors that knew her and want the property uh wanting to buy that property from you how do you price it i just told you that you know and from a, a valuation or whatever it's worth two hundred thousand dollars what keeps that house from being worth two hundred and forty thousand or two hundred and fifty thousand and the way that that price discovery can take uh, can take place and you can accelerate the value and be non-offensive. That's the number one, I think, concern for most people is, well, I've got, you know, these people she's lived next to for 30 years. What They're all interested in buying this farm or buying this house or this building. And I don't want to hurt their feelings. Put it up for public auction. 
You're not going to hurt their feelings in a competitive bidding environment. That is the most fairest transaction on the planet. It absolutely is. And has been used for many, many years. Got a farm deal right now uh, that we're selling at au- offering at auction, and uh, the, the front third of the property is all tillable, and the farmers that have been farming it are telling them, say, we'll pay you whatever. But my consult to the, to the sellers is, why take the risk of selling away the heart of the property, the frontage, because that's what they're wanting to buy, when we've got the whole farm to sell. And if it's done correctly, the front part of that farm that's the most desirable will strengthen the value Absolutely. of the back part of the less desirable part of the farm. And there are other tillable guys in the neighborhood that would also like to bid on that property, I am certain. Jimmy, you are a wealth of information. This has been a great uh, a great show. And if um, if somebody that's listening wants to get a hold of you, tell them real quick where they can they can reach out to you. You bet. It's real easy. It's J Coffee J C O F F E Y at unitedcountry.com. or you can just go on our uh, United Country website. You can run me down there. Um, United Country. We've got a we've got an office in Indiana. We've got an office in Oklahoma, and. Uh, I'm everywhere in between with, with United Country. I, I work with United Country. So you can find me at jcoffee at unitedcountry.com. And you're off house arrest right now, so you're easier to, uh, you're more mobile. Yes. Now yes. that you got I, the bracelet off the ankle. I still have to check in once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you listening to the podcast. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next time inside the sale ring. Thank you for joining us for today's show. To access all resources and links mentioned in today's show, head over to www.thesalering.com now. We appreciate your feedback and encourage you to share the show with other industry pros like yourself. Join us next time as we meet you inside The Sale Ring.